Hey, it's Claire Donnelly. Let's go back to the early 90s for a moment when a new species of conifer was introduced to the world. Let's call it Pinus cellulis. Its defining characteristics include stiff branches, a rather tall trunk, and conspicuously good cell service nearby. Here in Charlotte, you can spot these trees near parks, churches, or off the side of the highway. Today, we're revisiting a 2019 episode about this funny-looking foliage. Nick Delacanal has our story just ahead. Hey guys, it's Nick Delacanal, and I'm here with our question asker this week, Amy Reeder-Layler. Hi. Hello. And we are standing off the side of 485 here, and there's a kind of suspicious-looking tree uh maybe a couple hundred yards in front of us. How would you describe this tree? So I would say that this tree extends far beyond the normal tree line and it's got a long thin pole and then it has some very scraggly fronds sticking out in a very sparse distribution pattern all the way up to the top and it probably is the, the height of about a half tree above all of the rest of the trees. Oh, and there are those panels on the top and the metal rungs sticking out of the trunk all totally normal stuff for a regular old, totally not a cell phone tower pine tree, right? Yeah. Amy says the tree, and I say that with air quotes, has always stuck out to her friends and family, and that's why she brought me here. Yeah, so I remember when this tree got put in, I was in high school, and there were all these rumors at school about this mysterious, strange tree thing that had popped up on the side of the highway, and my grandmother was in town, and she saw it, and thought it was the strangest and funniest thing that she'd ever seen. And we all, every time we would pass it, she would just laugh and laugh. And then over the years of living in Charlotte, I noticed more popping up around the 485 loop. And I remember looking at them and thinking, it would be less eye-catching to have just left it a cell phone tower as opposed to put all of the tree things on it. So why go to the extra effort? Like, why try and make it look like a tree when it really doesn't? So, in essence, your question is just, why try and make the cell phone tower look like a tree? Yes, just, just why do all of that extra work when it, it just makes it more obvious? Okay, what a question. And one I don't know the answer to. But I have a feeling that through some interviews and digging around, we can get some ideas. Well, to start out, I tracked down a company that says it specializes in this kind of work, that is, making tree suits for cell phone towers. And that's how I got in touch with this guy. Hello? This is Sean. Meet Sean McClurlin. I am the son of the founder of Stealth Concealment Solutions. The company was founded in 1992, right around the time that newfangled cell phones were starting to emerge on the market. And it was around that time that McClurlin's dad realized we were going to need some serious infrastructure if we were going to make these cell phones work. My father was actually driving down the road with one of those uh, Gordon Gecko phones. I'm sure you've seen them. Gordon Gecko, of course, of the 1987 blockbuster Wall Street, he carried a Motorola Dynatac. About the size of a cinder block back then. And um, they, he kept dropping his signal in between on the highway, just kept dropping the signal. So he thought to himself, well, maybe these, maybe these antennas could be hidden up on the... Uh, the uh, gas sign stations, BP or whatever they were along the highway. He figured there'd be a market for well-hidden antennas. So McClurlin's dad, being a serial entrepreneur, began poking around. And as luck would have it, he found some, uh, 
decommissioned government uh, material that was used to hide antennas. It was a special material that didn't interfere with cell signals. And they began to develop it into different kinds of shapes and put it in front of antennas and test it. At first, they were only putting antennas on buildings, then covering them with the special material painted to look like brick or siding. Then someone asked McLuhan's dad to build a flagpole with a concealed antenna. And not long after that, around 1993, the young company began rolling out its first fake trees. And the first trees were not um, that great to look at. They looked more like bottle brushes, he says. But they worked on refining the look and branched out to palm trees, cacti, eucalyptus trees. They even honored some more weird requests. We disguised one as a pencil one time. A pencil? A giant number two Ticonderoga pencil, yeah. It was close to a school. But trees have generally proven to be more popular than pencils. And McLuhan says the amount of realism you get really depends on how much you pay. A cheap treatment might just be a few branches and a coat of paint, while a more expensive disguise could include rubber tree bark and dense foliage that really works to hide the antennas. The company also tries to take special considerations for how the towers might interact with the environment. For example, the company once created a fake osprey nest for a tower in Charleston. So the osprey was basically invited onto the tower, but invited onto the tower where they wanted them rather than where they wanted to go. McClurlin says clients have paid up to $800,000 on the get-ups, though typically companies commission a tree suit for around $100,000. And to get back to Amy's question, why? Why not just leave it a regular cell phone tower that usually doesn't merit a second glance? Well, we have to take a short break here, but don't make like a tree and leaf. We'll have that answer coming up in just a minute, right after this. Hi there, Claire Donnelly again. Whether you're a podcaster or a podcast fan, WFAE has some big news. The Charlotte Podcast Festival is returning September 20th through 25th. There will be live tapings from some of your favorite local and national podcasts, including Radio Lab's Jad Abumrad on Saturday, September 25th, not to mention free podcast workshops featuring WFAE's podcast hosts and producers. Whether you're a listener, a podcaster, or a podcaster to be, the Charlotte Podcast Festival is for you. Save the dates September 20th through 25th and find more details on charlottepodcastfestival.com. Hey, we're back and we're taking a close look at those cell phone towers that look like trees, more or less. And we were just about to examine why so many companies are clamoring to turn their towers into trees. Well, from what I gather, there are two reasons here. The first, McClurlin says, is a lot of companies actually do care about aesthetics. They don't want to ruin the landscape with yet another exposed cell tower. And sometimes a tree seems to make the most sense. A tree is a pretty simple way because people can understand it and they, they know how generally how it's going to look. And there aren't a lot of variables if it doesn't wind up looking like they want it to look so it can be fixed easily. The other factor here, many local governments including Charlotte, actually require cell companies to conceal towers in certain areas. 
In Charlotte, for example, a city ordinance was passed in 2000 that says any wireless communications tower built within 400 feet of a residential area must be concealed in some way. So sometimes the companies don't have a choice. Still, I had to ask McClurlin how effective he really thinks these disguises are. Because even if you stick on a bunch of branches and rubber tree bark, the tower is still taller than every other tree around it. And it seems to Amy that the getup makes it more conspicuous than if it wasn't disguised at all. Right. What's your response to that? My response to that is I, I agree with that in part. I really do. But I still think that something is better than the alternative, which is just a plain old naked tower. He wants to underscore that even if a tree tower isn't perfect, it's doing the best it can. And again, it's something. It doesn't hide it completely as well as a, a fake uh, chimney on top of a building, for instance, that we might build. But I think a tree is a great compromise between cities and carriers as a way to get coverage without putting up dozens of hideous uh, exposed towers around the city. I want to bring in one final point here. As cell phones get more reliant on the internet and move to faster speeds like 5G, the communications industry is starting to move towards smaller antennas that are closer to the ground and can therefore deliver a better internet connection. McClurlin says that's reducing the need for super tall cell towers. Instead, the industry is starting to put antennas in the tops of street poles or parking signs, even in fake air conditioners on the side of buildings. What does that mean for the 150-foot fake tree towers? Well, ultimately, it could mean they go the way of the Gordon Gecko brick phones. Yeah. Money never sleeps, pal. Thanks to Nick Delacanal for reporting and producing that episode. Just a note, the company Stealth Communication Solutions was acquired by another company called Raycap. Please make like a tree and leaf us your feedback on this and other FAQ City episodes. You can do that by leaving us a rating or review in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe. If you want to send us a question about Charlotte that you're curious about, you can find the submission box at wfae.org slash FAQ City. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Claire Donnelly. <laughs>